0: hour of 7 o'clock having arrived I'm going to call the meeting to order the clerk will call the
1: roll Clausius Clausius here Danner Danner here, Downing downing here die die Epson Iker Iker here Erickson Erickson here Gillis Gillis here Jones Jones here Kiefer Kiefer here Kilmer Kilmer here uh, Knoll Knoll here Kolar Kolar here Krause Krause here, Coon. Coon here. here, Levin. Here. Levin here, McCarville. McCarbell here, Miles. Here. Miles here, Nelson. Here. Nelson here, Pertle. Pertle absent, Peters. Here. Peters here, Rip. Here. Rip here, Ritt. Here. Ritt here, Rusk. Here. Rusk here, Sela. Sela here, Shower. Shower absent, Schwellenbach. Here. Schwellenbach here, Stubbs. Here. Stubbs here, Belgian. Belgian, Belgian absent, Wegleitner. <coughs> Blake Leitner here. Williams? Williams absent. Young? Here. <coughs> Excuse me. Young here. Baird? Baird absent. Ballig? Here. here. Buckingham? Buckingham absent. Uh, Chawla? Chawla absent. Chenoweth? Chenoweth absent. Corgan, Here. Corgan, here. And thank
0: you. Um, this quorum being present, 28 members are present. We have- Williams and that they would not be able to join us this evening (coughs) and supervisor Prodal indicated that he would be a few minutes late so um, the prayer inspirational message this evening will be um, uh, um, given by supervisor Clausius
2: thank you madam chair Uh, greetings county supervisors tonight I'm going to try in the next few moments to inspire you using quotes from other people not so much for me but from other folks, so if you uh, sit back and uh, think about what I'm about to say. Optimism is the faith that leads to achievement. Nothing can be done without hope and confidence. Helen Keller. It does not matter how slowly you go as long as you do not stop. Confucius. Motivation comes from working on things we care about. Sheryl Sandberg. No matter what people tell you, words and ideas can change the world. Robin Williams My mission in life is not merely to survive, but to thrive. <coughs> Maya Angelou Let us make our future now, let us make our dreams tomorrow's reality. Malala Yusafa. Perhaps, I must, may have mispronounced it. You must do the things you think you cannot do. Eleanor Roosevelt. Nothing is impossible. The word itself says, I'm possible. Audrey Hepburn. Don't wait. The time will never be just right. Napoleon Hill. You are never too old to set another goal or to dream a new dream. C.S. Lewis. Life is like riding a bicycle. To keep your balance, you must keep moving. Albert Einstein. It isn't where you came from, it's where you're going that counts. Ella Fitzgerald. Try to be a rainbow in someone else's cloud. Maya Angelou. If I cannot do great things, I can do small things in a great way. Martin Luther King, Jr. The bad news is time flies. The good news is you're the pilot. Michael Atchulter. In a gentle way, you can shake the world. Mahatma Gandhi. It's not whether you get knocked down, it's whether you get up. Vince Lombardi. If you are working on something that you really care about, you don't have to be pushed. The vision pulls you. Steve Jobs. Please rise for the pledge. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America, and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all.
0: Thank you, Supervisor Clausius. First on our agenda this evening, we have a a couple special matters. The first special matter is our 2018-2019 Youth Governance Program participant pinning. And um, I think that Lynn Green is going to come up and um, begin that program. And then we also have Jess Guppy-Calkin and Brianna Stapleton, who um, are UW Extension employees who work with us on the youth governance program. So I'll let you begin.
3: Good evening, everybody. You know me, Lynn Green. I'm the director of Dane County Human Services. And I'm joined by Jess.
4: Wanna... Sure. My name is Jessica Calkins, I um, work in 4-H Youth Development at UW-Extension.
3: And,
5: and my name is Brianna Stapleton Welch and I also work in 4-H Youth Development at UW-Extension.
3: So welcome to the annual uh, Student Governance Pinning Ceremony. This is a wonderful program that uh, is a year-long program. It was created by the Department of Human Services and it's administered through a partnership With the department and UW Extension, with the leadership of the Dane County Board, which took the uh, which spearheaded getting it started, Um, young people through this program have the opportunity to learn about local government while bringing a youth voice and representation to the county board. During our reception this evening. um, before this meeting, we honored the youth who completed their terms as representatives uh, in the past year. They received a certificate of recognition. And tonight, and so if we could just take a second and congratulate um, those students. And tonight we will be proceeding to um, launch our new class. So, Jeff.
4: We have the distinct honor tonight of introducing the 12 youth selected for the 2018 cohort of the Youth Governance Program. These young people are all mature, talented, and engaged citizens of the county, and we look forward to the great things they will do. Um, just a note on tonight, due to the, our event actually being held later in June this year than in the past, uh, many of the youth are unable to be present tonight due to work and other prior commitments. Um, so it will be a smaller crew coming up tonight, um, but we'll all get to meet them and introduce them in due time. So as, I call, as we call your name, please step forward to receive your adi- official Dane County Board of Supervisors pin from Chair Corgan and Department Head Lynn Green. And after you receive your pin, please stand in the front and stay standing. Um, we'll, and then at the end, after everyone has been recognized, um, we will uh, recognize you and take a photo and, and have some applause. So,
5: Lauren Dollar will be a senior at Middleton High School and will be serving on the Public Protection and Judiciary Committee.
4: Kaden Delabar will be a senior at Madison LaFallette High School and will be serving on the Public Protection and Judiciary Committee.
5: Sarah Falberg will be a senior at Monona Grove High School and will be serving on the Park Commission.
4: Jacquard will be a junior at DeForest High School and will be serving on the Health and Human Needs Committee.
5: Jessica Kim will be a senior at Middleton High School and will be serving on the Food Council.
4: Angela Moreno-Lopez will be a senior at Madison LaFollette High School and will be serving on the Environment, Agriculture, and Natural Resources Committee.
5: Max Prestigiacomo will be a senior at Middleton High School and will be serving on the Personnel and Finance Committee.
4: Isabel Rimacher will be a senior at Madison West High School and will be serving on the Human Health and Needs Committee.
5: (laughs) Olivia Rose will be a senior at Verona Area High School and will be serving on the Public Works and Transportation Committee.
4: Matthew Thompson will be a junior at Clark Street Community School and will be serving on the Personnel and Finance Committee.
5: Reed Watson will be a junior at Monona Grove High School and will be serving on the Public Works and Transportation Committee.
4: And Alana Yevslin will be a junior at Madison Country Day School and will be serving on the Environment, Agriculture, and Natural Resources Committee. Welcome to
5: all of you and your peers who will be joining you soon, and please join me in congratulating these outstanding young people of Dane County.
0: If anyone wanted to step forward to get a picture, you're welcome to do that. Thank you all so much, and we look forward to working with you this year. Next on the agenda is our report on criminal justice council activities. Um, The county board staff... Colleen Clark-Bernhardt and Noemi Reyes are going to come <laughs> forward and make a presentation. I had asked them to do this because they've been working. Some, we had talked so much about the need for data analysis and um, what you know, to be able to um, work on criminal justice reforms. And they've been working hard behind the scenes, and they um, have have done um, a lot of work on that and I wanted to bring the county board along on that work and so that you, you could get you could hear what they're doing they've been doing and get your questions answered too so do we need to get this so display video okay. so we want to die right
1: okay so it's the, It'll
0: we'll take a minute. Okay. Sorry. I'll turn that on, yes?
6: Other, my you voice is loud enough you don't actually need a <laughs> mic, so apologies. I'm Colleen Clark Bernhardt. I am the uh, policy and practice innovation manager within the county board, but as a part of that work, I'm also the criminal justice council coordinator, the equity and criminal justice council coordinator. I'm going to try to talk really fast, but I'm not an auctioneer, there is a lot of material to get through. What I'll say is this is an overview. I invite you all to investigate the website that we've developed and then ask questions. Um, we'll have some time afterwards as well. No, we went blank screen. All right. Um, Foundational to our work in the CJC are past reports. Some of these, and this is not all inclusive, include the 2009 Task Force on Racial Disparities in the Criminal Justice System, the uh, work groups that came out of Res. 556 that the county board was so critical in creating, which actually created and funded um, the CJC research analyst position, and most recently we just went through a sequential intercept model training with a national. Um, 2017 was a year of innovation, expansion, and collaboration, and I'm going to go over these and just spend a few minutes on all of this, but our wins include the MacArthur Safety and Justice Challenge. This is a multi million dollar effort that the MacArthur Foundation out of Chicago is ahead of. Uh, the CJC website that you'll see in a few moments was developed in house. Uh, we created, with the great support of our Criminal Justice Council stakeholders, the data sharing MOU. We have a nationally um, recognized as a leader in pretrial services, initiative, and some and, um, research. We're a part of data-driven justice. We're a part of the National League of Cities team, led by Deputy Mayor Gloria Reyes, around cities reducing jail populations. And along with public health, DOJ, state, um, the county board, and the CJC, we created an implicit bias seminar in criminal justice. First, starting out with what is the MacArthur Safety and Justice Challenge? It's Rethinking America's Jails. The Safety and Justice Challenge is providing support to local leaders from across the country. There's over 40 jurisdictions right now as a part of this cohort who are determined to tackle one of the greatest drivers of over-incarceration in America, the misuse and overuse of jails. If you are on Twitter, you can look at hashtag rethink Uh, jails, you can certainly go to MacArthur and find out a ton of information. How did we get uh, to become a part of this national network? We applied for and won a grant for our Community Restorative Court, which I know the board has supported. Supervisor Stubbs has been a champion um, since the CJC Racial Disparities Committee really brought this to the attention. It was a $50,000 award which is a good chunk of money, um, but the big win, I think, was being a part of this national network of leaders who were learning about different processes. Um, So here are some of the achievements. I can't go through all of them for the 15 months of the grant period. And coordinator Ron Johnson just told me that uh, big news, Sun Prairie and Middleton are on board and up and running, so that's great news. Um, We developed the criminal justice website. It's designed to hopefully be a one-stop shop for not just supervisors, the criminal justice stakeholders, who the county exec is the chair, DAO Zahn is the um, vice chair, and it's made up of all the criminal justice leaders in the county, including County Board Chair Corrigan. But we hope this is a one-stop shop, and it's the early iteration of it for everybody in Dane County to look at what's going on in criminal justice. We'll have an in-person look at that in a moment. Um, But again, more initiatives will come. When I mentioned pretrial, so that's early stage. Um, What are we doing around pretrial, and why are we seen as this national leader in research? We're partnered with the Lauren John Arnold Foundation. It's a billion-dollar foundation, one of the Biggies, who's in criminal justice reform in the country right now, bringing people really from conservatives to liberals together to look at how can we do things better, more economically, better safety, better racial equity. Um, So we're working with Harvard University, their Access to Justice Lab, using a public safety assessment. So this assessment tool is used for in-custody folks, um, it's a tool only that helps supervisors with decisions, right? So it, it's not re- replacing anything that the court commissioner is doing, it's just an additive. Um, as being part of this research, Team with Harvard, and we were able to actually get some more funds. So we have another um, CJC research uh, partner, Isabel Anadon, who works with us um, frequently. We've got rich data about those in case in custody folks. Here's just some of it. We've got um, the average arrest age is approximately 34 years old. Again, this data set is for one year only, so that's when we started gathering PSA information and gathering this rich data. Um, The majority are non-Hispanic or Latino, as uh, 184 have Hispanic or Latino ethnicity. You can see race there, and male-female is about 75% to 25%. Um, We're a part of data-driven justice. This was an Obama administration effort that was uh, taken by NACO as well as the Lauren and John Arnold Foundation, it's uh, approximately 150 jurisdictions around the country that, again, learn from each other. It's a lot of peer-to-peer learning with national experts. What are counties doing? They're discussing a couple of different strategies to increase public safety and decrease um, folks' the cycle of incarceration. One is what they call familiar utilizers. We might call them familiar faces. So folks that are using multiple systems from human services to criminal justice to our homeless um, providers, um, looking at how to combine that data to really get a handle on who those folks are. And then, of course, how to help And change that system and then two people held in jail uh, before trial because they can't afford bail. I'm going fast and I realize that so apologies but we're on a timeline. (laughs) Um, County culture matters. I can't stress enough that the support of the county board, the support of the county exec, the DA, the sheriff, uh, all the folks on the CJC have been critical to really having the wins that we have so far. Um, And I can, you know, I'm not going to be able to go through all that. Um, This is just a screenshot of what the CJC website looks like. So now, because I know folks are really interested in the data and what has the CJC data research team been doing, I will have Noemi Reyes, who we were lucky to hire um, due to Res. 556 and the work groups, the overriding recommendation was Dane doesn't have a handle on its data, and how can you manage things if you never me- measure things? So, we've been working really hard um, for the last two years, and this is some of the product, the early product that we have. Yep.
7: Ladies and gentlemen of the board, thank you for your invitation um, to present today and to the CJSC stakeholders who have contributed data and allowed us to um, be where we are today with criminal justice data. Um, I'd like to just quickly, in the interest of time, show you a little bit of what we're doing. I can't go through the entire site, but I'll focus in on our data and dashboards. Um, This is a very cursory um, process, so right now this is the beginning stages of what we're doing um, with our data but I'd first like to show you um, the jail population data and this is just an average of 2016 and what the population looked like in that year um, we're looking at gender and race and we're also looking at age and so when you have some time to just kind of go through and and look at the data and kind of evaluate it feel free to go through it and submit your comments um, there's a link to Colleen's email to um, Communicate with her about some of your questions about this data um, I'll move over to the next one <laughs> Where we go over arrest trends for the different jurisdictions and again, I'm using 2016 as our baseline and so you'll see arrest data from the different agencies um, So it's Madison and the five surrounding cities um, that have contributed the, their their data And what I'd like to do with this is have trends historical trends Um, and up to current, and then do some predictive analytics in the future. And then I also have demographics on the arrests, and this one is a little more involved. You'll be able to take some time and just kind of play around with it a little bit and see um, what's going on in the five cities and in Madison, and just, you know, you can click on one, and you can see what crime category is most frequently um, leading to an arrest, and then you can also see demographic information. What we are currently measuring, uh, we're definitely doing our work in arrest, in pretrial booking and disposition. Um, As we finish our projects in these different areas, we'll be updating the website with these um, visualizations or reports, uh, depending on um, the outcome of those studies. Um, But we'd like to move into longitudinal studies where we take a group of people and see how they fare from one point, the entry point of the criminal justice process, all the way to the end. Um, do the same thing with predictive analytics, and then also get your feedback on any other things you would like us to investigate.
6: And, I, and I'll just say, and you have the sheet in front of you, and this will be on, on the CJC website. But this really echoes the values that I think the county board shares with the Criminal Justice Council, and those values are justice, equity, race, gender, and ethnicity, and public safety. And so as we look at, we've got all these national um, organizations that have really invested a lot, frankly, into Dane County. They've invested a lot in pretrial. They've invested in the CRC and actually just rethinking the jail populations. The only caveat I'll say I will say is I cannot continue to heavily resource just from grant funding so to continue the opportunities to continue the innovation it will um, in the future be a funding hit so as we look at you know what we hope to measure in the future that's where we want the county board's voice as well um, we're as I said we're in the beginning processes but um, we hope that We cannot just be a national leader in pretrial, but we hope we're the national leader. As you're struggling with the jail population, we're struggling with racial equity in Dane County. We hope to change the paradigm drastically, having data inform the policies that you help create. So with that, if you have any questions...
0: Thank you so much, Colleen and Noemi, and I'll open it up for questions if there are any. I know that was a very quick overview. I explained to Colleen and Noemi our rules call for, under special matters, 10 minutes of a presentation. Um, but Colleen oh, no. could speak for 10 hours on the work yeah. she's been doing. So, um, And, you know, what? as we get further along, you know, there will probably be a need to have a longer session, but I wanted to make sure everyone knew about the website and the kind of information you can find out there. And they are both um, happy to answer <coughs> questions this evening. So, uh, first of all, Supervisor Wegleitner. <coughs> Thank you, Madam
4: Chair.
5: Um, this is exciting. I hadn't seen this website and just started looking at the data. Um, I was wondering though about the Criminal Justice Council and if I know the meetings are usually like at noon, and I was wondering if um, they seem like really important <laughs> meetings. I look at the agendas. Are there things? Meetings, I wish I could attend, and I was wondering if the council had all had thought about trying to video record um, meetings and stream them because I think there's a lot of interest in what we're doing, and um, so. And, and I know some folks have to work, and it's hard for them to be there in person. So I was curious if there had been any discussion on that, or what you think about that.
6: Yeah, uh, we have. Live streamed just one at this point where I brought in a national that uh, was, you know, we thought other folks would want to see. I know um, that is something that we could definitely bring up as a council. I think some other um, councils do every once in a while a community meeting um, especially the the larger jurisdictions, and maybe that's in the evening, um, to kind of answer that. The other thing that I'll, I'll just say that I had to kind of gloss over is some of the, the public-facing stuff that we've done, the implicit bias and racial equity. That was a real attempt to infuse the community into what we're doing and listen to the community. So my hope, frankly, is that I'll be able to make an announcement maybe next week of, of having um, an opportunity for another kind of community event in 2018-2019, um, as well as a couple of different events with nationals around pre-arrest diversion and deflection and re-entry. So both sides um, having public in those spaces to kind of, Uh, help catalyze changing and reducing the numbers and reducing the re-entry, right, in both sides.
0: Thank you, Colleen. Um,
6: Supervisor Krause. Thank you. I was wondering, and this may be a difficult ask, if you are breaking the data down by each of our districts. I would love to be able to click on and see what the activity in my own district is like. I'm certain many others would enjoy that opportunity as well. I think it'd be a difficult thing to do, probably. But
8: if it's possible, I'd love to see it.
6: Yeah, I can say we're not there yet. I mean, first of all, we don't have every law enforcement agency from Dane County you know we don't have data sharing with each one of those jurisdictions and within like your jurisdiction I believe you'd have a couple of different law enforcement agencies and they typically report out in total not you know this this supervisor district they they, they would be reporting out for, for Fitchburg for Verona for Madison they'll, Madison would be by precinct I'm sure MPD does that work but, but it isn't combined via um, supervisor districts so so that would be something I, I wouldn't be able to promise anytime soon but you know we'll certainly consider it for a long-term vision.
8: appreciate that thank mm-hmm. you.
0: Thank you supervisor Crosey. Supervisor Saloff.
8: Thank you madam chair. Thank you very much for the presentation and for the work that you're doing. I very much appreciate it. So my question has to do with the unincorporated areas that the uh, Sheriff's Department covers. That's outside the incorporated cities and so forth. How are you collecting that data?
6: Yeah, and, and that's, that's another part. So it really... Uh, I'll speak to the data-sharing MOU. We worked with the National Council on Crime and Delinquency to kind of craft that MOU. That wasn't an, an immediate, you know, there has to be security around it. Folks have to be really comfortable with sharing out data um, that isn't publicly available. Dane County Sheriff's Office, that's an area that we're working at pulling in all those um, areas that Dane County Sheriff's Office would be doing arrests versus, you know, looking at Dane County Sheriff's Office booking is what we have right now. So that is in process.
0: Further questions? I don't see anyone else wishing to weigh in. Thanks so much, both of you. We look forward to hearing
3: more. Thank you.
0: (laughs) Next on our agenda is announcements. Are there any announcements this evening? Supervisor Danner.
7: Thank you, Chair Corrigan. Uh, Over here I have a letter uh, addressed to Governor Walker regarding the uh, use of Wisconsin National Guard heading to the southern border of the United States to assist with the uh, incarceration of kids with their parents that are currently going on, so uh, President Trump did. Said before. Uh, he did uh, sign an executive order, but now that's just trying to keep kids uh, detained indefinitely. So we're hoping to send this over, and if you want to sign, please come and talk to me afterwards.
0: Thank you, Supervisor Danner. Supervisor Stubbs.
9: Thank you, Madam Chair. Tonight I stand to ask colleagues again for support. Certainly want to thank Supervisor Baird for her lead sponsorship on drafting this letter, and it's one of these hard um, times to talk about what's happening around us. This letter, I'm asking colleagues to sign on to to talk about the outrage in the United States government and how there's a policy that we have separating our children from their parents and families in the United States and on our Mexico border. This policy, and let's be very clear, it's inhumane and it's cruel. And this local level of government has a task and a responsibility that our voice continues to need to be heard and this policy needs to stop. We are a nation of immigrants and we were founded as a nation, a refuge. And this policy, this horrendous policy, of separating families betrays everything that is in this great country that I call the United States of America. It's hard, but in the 1800s, African Americans were separated. Our families were separated. Our children were separated as slaves. And so it impacts me. It impacts our country, and I'm asking you, and I don't ask often too much, but... Let's have every supervisor that's here sign on to this letter and let our voice be heard. Let our president of this United States of America hear from Dane County and all the elected officials and our Secretary of Homeland Security, Kristen Nelson, receive this letter from us. Please make sure you turn it back in, and let's make sure we all sign on to it. Thank you, Madam Chair. Thank you, Supervisor Stubbs.
0: Are there further announcements this evening? Seeing none, um, we will move on to the rest of our calendar. The next item on the agenda is approval of payments, bills over $10,000 referred to the county board. Is there a motion? Moved by Pertle, seconded by Nelson. Is there discussion on the bills? Seeing none um, on bills over $10,000 referred to the county board. All those in favor of approving say aye. Aye. Opposed say no. The ayes have it and the bills are approved. Next on the agenda is approval of County Board Minutes. On the minutes of the June 7th County Board Meeting and the minutes um, of the June 7th County Board Meeting Committee of the Whole, is there a motion on those? Moved by McCarville, seconded by Eicher. Are there additions or corrections to those minutes? Seeing none on the minutes of June 7th, the County Board Meeting and the Committee of the Whole. All those in favor say aye. Aye. Opposed say no, the ayes have it, and the minutes are approved. On the consent calendar, there are two items, F1 and F2. Are there any requests for separation? Supervisor Chenoweth.
8: Yes, I'd like to separate out number two.
0: Okay. We'll do them separately. On F1, the county executive appointments, um, what's before us is the executive committee recommendation for approval. Is there discussion? Seeing none, all those in favor say aye. Aye. Opposed say no. The ayes have it. And resolution 58 is approved. On OA 3, amending Chapter 7 of the Dane County Code of Ordinances regarding composition of committee membership, what's before us is the executive committee recommendation for approval. Is there discussion on OA 3? Supervisor Chenoweth.
8: Uh, Thank you, Madam Chair. Uh, In in, uh, OA 3, Uh, There's some language in there regarding um, the uh, composition of the Land Conservation Committee that uh, I assume is being brought forward as a statutory requirement. Uh, The language itself uh, actually, I believe, uh, indicates that we are going to uh, be uh, increasing the Land Conservation Committee membership by two more people, and I think there's a need to be uh, clarified, this issue needs to be clarified Uh, prior to us moving forward with this language at this time. And uh, I would welcome uh, some kind of explanation of whether or not that is the intention here.
0: Um, I I can speak as the sponsor of this legislation. The intent was to make sure that in the rules there was a recognition that two of the members of the Land Conservation Committee needed to be members of the um, Extension Committee. And that hasn't been recognized in our rules in the past, but state statute requires it, and that's why that is written there. It's not meant to add two members to the committee necessarily. It's meant to make sure that two of the members are actually members of the extension committee. Uh,
8: again, I, you know, I, I, I kind of assume that at this point, uh, but I, I believe the language itself is really unclear about whether or not this is really going to increase, in some future time, this is going to increase this membership of this committee. And I, I, I think that's an issue right here at this point. Um, I'd like to see the language clear. Myself, as chair of the committee, I'd like to see the language clear, uh, kind of cleared up a little bit prior to us moving forward with this ordinance amendment. And if possible, uh, I'd like to make a motion to refer this back to the committee to have this. To have Supervisor, this
0: uh, Supervisor Chenoweth moves re-referral to the executive committee. Is there a second? A seconded second by Downing? Is there discussion? Seeing none, all those in favor say aye. Aye. Opposed say no. The ayes have it. And the um, resolution or the ordinance amendment three is re-referred to the executive committee. Um, On reports on zoning petitions, items H1 and H2, um, are there any requests for separation? Supervisor Downing.
8: Madam Chair, that vote happened awfully fast. I intended uh, in my second of Supervisor Cheneva's motion to ask that the referral also send that resolution to the environment and land conservation committees in that it affects them.
0: You'd be welcome to take that up. And it would have time to do that. Okay. Any, any committee can take it. Right, thank you. So thank you. Um, reports on zoning petitions, um, items H1 and H2. Are there any requests for separation? Seeing none on items H1 and H2, what's before us is the committee recommendation. Um, Is there discussion on items H1 and H2? Seeing none, all those um, in favor of the committee recommendation on H1 and H2 say aye. Aye. Opposed say no. The ayes have it, and those items are approved. On ordinances, ordinance amendment 5, Amending chapter six of the Dane County Code of Ordinances regarding filling of vacancy in the term of office of county supervisor occurring during a term. Um, what's before us is the executive committee's recommendation to approve. The executive committee approved this item this, this evening on a unanimous vote. Is there discussion on ordinance amendment five? Seeing none, all those in favor say aye. Opposed say no, the ayes have it, and Ordinance Amendment 5 is approved. um, We are now on such other business as the County Board is authorized to conduct by law. I just want to note under this item that um, one of our members um, has indicated that he will be leaving the County Board and resigning as of tomorrow, and I want to thank Supervisor Gillis for his work on the county board, and um, to being a great member and, and a supporter of um, the county and making sure that we've done good work. So I really appreciate your work, and um, thank you for your service to the county. Any comments? What about my Yeah. <laughs> thank, thank you, Supervisor Gillis. Um, we are now on to adjournment um, until July 12, 2018. Is there a motion to adjourn? Moved by Miles, seconded by Erickson. All those in favor, say aye. Opposed, say no. The ayes have it.